0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout, which is now part of the High Productions family. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout, and this week I am joined by one of my favourite people in the entire world, who also happens to be the only person who has ever made me bleed. Please welcome to the podcast, Connor Patrick.
1: Drama School Dropout, no graduation day for you
0: drop your whole
1: course, now try something new, Hello! <laughs> Hello, what an intro, that was lovely.
0: I know, it, it's a special intro because you, you got like, you're the only person to have ever made me do something. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it in purpose. We're going to talk about that later on, so l- let's let's wait and we'll find out how why Connor made me bleed. See, I'm getting good at this podcast shit now. I'm leaving little clues (laughs) all over the place. I'm impressed, I'm impressed. So what I always like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast first is how did you get into acting and what was your first role?
1: (sighs) Uh, So I'd say I got into acting through, I guess at primary school. Obviously your first play is always going to be Nativity. And uh, I was one of the three wise men. Yeah, I was in Nativity. And then through that, we just done like, Different randomly plays. And then got to high school. I went to Berth And basically, we didn't really have a drama department up until third year when we got a new teacher and he was like, right, what's going on here? Let's sort this out. And he just really developed my love for it, I guess, because we'd done Antigone and I'd never really done Greek stuff before. And I just loved it. And then gave me my first taste of Shakespeare,
0: doing a bit of Hamlet. and then So that's where your obsession with Hamlet comes from?
1: Yes. Yeah, it comes (laughs) from him. (laughs) So then after that, then like advanced higher drama. And that's when I just I knew I didn't want to do anything else. That was all I had my kind of heart set on. So I applied for like unis and that.
0: So anyone that's not from Scotland, your advanced higher drama is your equivalent to your English A-level or your American undergrad.
1: So yeah, from my advanced higher, I applied for universities and I got into one, but it was for the film and media course. And I was kind of was like, I kind of thought process there was like, I don't really want to be behind the camera. I'll be in front of it. And one of my teachers was like, what about colleges? So, and then I, one of my pals, Russell, who you know, he was also in my advanced higher class and he was like, yeah, I'm going to do acting as well. So I applied for various colleges. He applied for more than me. He got into one that I didn't apply for, but we both applied for Kelvin.
0: Did you only apply to one or did you apply to multiple? I applied
1: to City of Glasgow, but I was on holiday <laughs> for the audition, so I couldn't
0: do it. I only applied to Kelvin. I was like well it'll work Fair. and it did
1: yeah because always because me you were with russell on the audition day i'm pretty sure
0: yeah me russell maria and another girl yeah we were all at the same audition day yeah
1: because i for my audition i had leah and i instantly just same. clicked with her i had a really great time
0: she told me i was shy so it was really like <laughs> brought me right back down to earth she was like yeah there's there's not much there But there's potential. And I was like, thanks, Leah. (laughs) And I walked out and I was like, well, I'm never, I'm never getting in. And she was like, we're gonna put you on the waiting list. And I was like, okay, I'll see you. Ah, And then I got somebody thankfully dropped out. Dropped out. And I got their place.
1: So yeah. So basically I kind of I wanted to apply for the H N D, but I didn't have the qualifications at the time.
0: I did. (laughs) I applied and got brought right back down. And they were like So I applied for the HND thinking like, because when you do that thing when you come out of school and you sort of like, I'm the dog's bollocks. Like, because in secondary school, the people who go on to college are normally the best at drama in secondary school. So there was in my school, Mm. there was me and two other girls that were like the cream of the crop. And like yeah. anybody to my old drama class that's listening, you know, it's true. Get, get with it. Um, <laughs> so you like come out of school and you're like, right. So now I'm going to be a professional actor. Like I'm basically, I'm going to book Broadway in a couple of weeks. And mm. then you go to college and you sort of realize it's the cream of the crop from every single fucking school. And it's really like brings you right back down. And you're like, yeah. I spent the whole of the first year in college being like, I can't do this. I can't do this. What? Which You'll see if we, well, you won't see because it happened four years ago. I, the first ever um, assessment we done in college was a movement assessment. I can't remember what the fuck movement it was, but I cried after it. Did you, add you? Can you not remember? I had to like leave the room because I just got overwhelmed because I was Oh, psyched. I sure you did. Did we not go for a snout afterwards to calm you down? More than likely. But yeah, that whole year, that was a rough patch. I
1: think NQ was like a year. It was like a nurturing year. It was finding your feet.
0: Yeah, I'd say. 100%. It was... I'm really glad that I got bumped down because yeah. i learned a lot in that
1: year. Oh yeah, NQ I'd say it was probably think my favourite year for performances, I'd say.
0: Disagree, but okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I do not gonna lie. Like obviously, because we done grandfathers and you done DNA. So
0: we spoke about. I, I spoke about this on the podcast when Annie was on. So in our, we're gonna talk about it as well in a minute in more detail. But when we were in our first year at college, the class was split into two essentially, and one cast were doing the grandfathers by Rory Malarkey, and one cast were doing DNA by uh, dennis kelly and dna was slated to go first they were both on the same night just one act plays one after another and grandfathers was very movement spectacle based whereas yeah dna was very naturalistic and it was very much a storytelling point of view but also this is me being a cunt we had the worst actors of the class in there like two three were the if we're ranking us in like terms of ability to perform, three of the worst performing actors in our class were in DNA. So we definitely felt like we were like, the opening act at a concert that was the whole problem for me that year was that and to be honest if they'd have been if they weren't being compared or put together they'd have probably been two really great shows but because it was like oh they're gonna go after us and they're gonna steal all the spotlight which is like a dickish thing to say but it was just sort of like what's the point
1: point?
0: and the direction so- and the blocking and the shows were good it was just all of us sort of watching use do like the movement pieces and that and we were just sort of like well we haven't got any of that it's us talking about killing one of our mates so um when did you decide that this was something that you wanted to do for the rest of your life was it when you worked with me on Macbeth? did i inspire you
1: (laughs) Yes, honestly, you just roused something inside of me that was like, I need to continue this.
0: Honestly, like, it's what I'm doing. It's what I'm doing in life. I'm just here to inspire. No, obviously, I'm joking. Um, When when did you sort of, because there's, we were in a class of 27 people in college, something like that. Yeah. And I can maybe count on one hand the amount of people that carried on and continued performing.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I think, see, because it is such a, a challenging industry, I think that scared a lot of people.
0: Oh, yeah. But I was also like, I've got no other like backup plan. <laughs> this is it.
1: Oh yeah, like, I'm I'm street smart, not book smart.
0: Well, I tried writing books, and you we saw how that happened. Listen,
1: how, how many books have you wrote now? What are we on like?
0: Well, I wrote one book, and I'm on my thirteenth, fourteenth play. Thirteenth, fourteenth play. Which announcement? I guess I can talk about it now we done a rehearsed reading of This Is Where We Get Off in February. And it's actually, it's going to be in the Webster's Theatre, a full-blown production that we are already producing. And we've already cast it. And it's going to be on the 14th of April, 2022. So tickets and all that jazz will be available pretty soon to everyone listening. And I'm sure we'll probably have a little drama school dropout discount code as well to to boost out. Fun. So talking about college, and it, it was a fun three years. Well, fun. Oh, yeah in air quotes um we met on one of the induction days for college where we had to do a maths test or something yeah yeah. but we met properly on our first ever day of college and so I can remember certain people's so for everybody that doesn't go to drama school or acting college or anything normally on the first day you all stand in a big massive circle and you go around and you say like your name and an interesting fact about you so Can you remember what yours was? Because I can't.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, because I I still use it to this day. Oh, here we go. Uh, (laughs) I've been able to grow a beard since I was like... Well, no, I've been able to grow facial hair since I was like 12. (laughs) And it always gets a few giggles and that, so it's a nice wee icebreaker.
0: Because we had to do an action with it as well. And I remember one of our friends, Ross Ed, <laughs> said, hi, my name is Ross and I like football and like punched the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Kelsey, another one of our friends, I remember she said, hi, I'm Kelsey and I play the bagpipes. I can't remember what action she done, but I hate bagpipes. And as soon as she said that, I was like, I'm never going to speak to that girl. Like, I'm never just your
1: distaste of bagpipes. Yeah.
0: I also thought Kelsey was a lot older than she was. Really? It, maybe that's just because she had a life together. But, well, to
1: be, everyone thought I was like 30 years when I walked in the door. <laughs> Yeah, and I just brought my son to college with me, being Russell.
0: <laughs> I remember I thought Russell was gay,
1: which is straight off the bat. It's like yeah, the, uh, Russell, I'm and not
0: alone. <laughs> Russell and Kieran, I thought were gay. What? Because Kieran was
1: like well groomed. Kieran like, we
0: looked like yeah. a spice. Kieran looked like a spice boy every day. Yeah, he I'll wore that, black jeans, edit, yeah. Adidas tops, and Vans. He looked like a spice boy. Don't get me wrong, I love him. Kieran's one of my favorite people. But yeah, I thought Russell and Kieran were gay. Maybe it was more hope than thinking.
1: <laughs> oh god loves a try man god loves it that's
0: disgusting now that i know them like that is that's disgusting um have you got any favorite college moments out with shows and things like that because i know what my, one of my favorite moments is actually with you
1: interest uh oh one of my favorite moments and afterwards i was so embarrassed about it it was during stone and mary on the matinee show so i'd been like annoying lauren who was like my stage partner in it. She was, and my mum was the dad. I've been annoying her so much before it to like get her hyped up, to get energised. And then when it came to the slap, she nearly took my head off and I ended up dropping the flask. And I was like, oh no, I've lost so much power. So I picked it up and I was like, what can I do? So I just stuck the nut in there, just went and dish. <laughs> the dish. Why didn't I know about this? I don't know. To be
0: I people were like, that was really good. <laughs> It won't be as embarrassing as the time that I smashed a massive glass decanter on the first show and it exploded. And you can hear about that story in episode two. No, what I did was I held it. So I like, I put my hand on it, smashed the desk and the force wasn't like, look at me being all scientific. There was nowhere for the force to go. (laughs) So it all just sort of exploded in my hand. But if you want to hear that full story in full detail, go and listen to episode two with our lecturer Leah Liam House. And we talk about it because I shit myself.
1: (laughs) I like another another moment, definitely, definitely, definitely. Me, Kelsey and Lauren did a performance. And it was basically like me like so Kelsey was our marriage counselor.
0: I remember that. And this. I
1: ended up flirting with her. And we had like a wee like sexy scene. And we're like, It's fine, we'll just improvise it. We'll just we won't rehearse it. It's fine. We'll just we'll just do it. And um I remember I tried to push her Didn't
0: Kelsey take her top off or something? She
1: might have done. I <laughs> think she did. And then I remember trying to push her down onto the chair so she would be on the bottom, I've been a dog, but she didn't move. And I was like, this is gonna look awkward. So I just just like straddled her, just like gave her a lap And just made very like sexual grunting noises. And I was oh it was so bad.
0: So I've got two favourite moments um from college. You're involved in one of them, but I'm gonna tell that one second. So in NQ, we had to do a movement piece based around a Shakespeare play. So uh, I was given um, Romeo and Juliet and I was par- partnered with Kelsey and we'd done this mm-hmm. whole thing about like being from the other side of the tracks, like you're not meant to love each other. And when they right, come yeah. together at the end, we done it to um, Beauty and the Beast, the song. And yeah. like, we were doing it all seriously, waltzing and shit. And then we didn't realize we used the film version of the song. And there's like a dog barking in the background. <laughs> um, and then my one of my favorite moments that involves you and we were in the smoking area, as per usual. If you want to find me and Connor, if we're together, you will find us in the smoking area. Sorry. And we weren't meant to be in the smoking area. We were meant to be in a movement class. Oh, oh, oh. We about that. fully just snuck out of class. I can't remember how we got out. And also, we were both in shorts and t-shirts. I don't know where we were keeping our cigarettes, but we, like, snuffed I snuck them down. down my boxes. I can't remember where mine is, but I remember fully being like, she might question us after this, and I, at the time, was using a nose inhaler because I had a blocked nose, and I remember just sucking on it and being like, well, she won't be able to smell the fags now. So, for the first time in our last year of college, we got to work together properly, and everybody that's listened to this podcast all the way through will hate this bit. Cause we're going to talk about Macbeth. And all I ever do is talk about Macbeth. Cause it's the only time I've ever been decent. We got to sort of like in that audition for that Shakespeare show, we sort of got to propose ourselves for roles. So we, at the time we were doing three Shakespeare shows, Midsummer Night's Dream, The Turn of the Shrew and Macbeth. So I went in and I, I mm. very cockily pledged myself for two main roles. I was like, I would either like Macbeth or Petruchio. You can choose. Um, who did you go in and nominate yourself to play?
1: No, oh, I can't even remember. I think probably Beth. Fuck probably
0: you.
1: Probably Waitra. Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: it's my I think part, i done bitch. a
1: duologue with somebody else. i have done a duologue with somebody. And then...
0: Oh, I was cocky. I was like, somebody asked me to do a duologue, I remember. And I was like, no. And I'd done two monologues by the two main characters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bold as brass. I was it like, is. I'm going to
0: show you what I could do, but I, obviously, I I put more effort in for Macbeth, 110%. I knew mm, what I was yeah. doing with that. And Petruchio, I was just winging it. So you were cast as um as my arch nemesis, Macduff. Some um, boy. How was doing Shakespeare for you? Because that was our first sort of main sort of exposure to Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, so it was, it was definitely a lot harder than, I think I approached it quite cocky. I was like, oh, yeah. I've done Hamlet. I've done that monologue. I know what I'm doing. No, 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 no. Because it took me so long to learn those lines, so long. Like, and then obviously we had to stay behind and do choreography. We're
0: going to talk about that scenes. in a minute. Um, okay. You're saying it took you so long, is this where I'm a cocky little cunt and tell you that I learned the whole script in one night?
1: But you're like naturally gifted with that sort of thing. I'm no,
0: not. I'm not. I... No, I'm When we talk about scenes from the big picture, I learned the monologue from that the night before we opened. Oh,
1: well, because remember, Leah was like, listen, if you can't learn these, I've got <laughs> standbys. And I, was like, I was
0: never promised to stand by. It was you that was promised to stand by.
1: No, yeah, no, I know. I didn't say that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, don't you dare accuse me. I knew
1: what I was doing. <laughs> I think that was like, just kind of like a real eye opener. I was kind of like, okay, I need to do this. I can't just like half-ass this. I need to fucking go for it.
0: Yeah. And I got it in the end we did, we did. End, I loved it. Um, and like you said, we sort of, but yeah, let's talk about that first time that we um did the fight choreography. And for anybody that is interested, I still have the videos, so they will be on my Instagram story as you're listening to this.
1: Oh, wow, excellent. <laughs> and you
0: can see us uh, totally fuck up.
1: <laughs> hey, um, we got it, man.
0: We, well, one part we didn't, and I will open heartedly say that that was my fault. But yeah, we're doing this Place fight. Off. We're doing this fight choreography, and there's a point where we need to. kind of to headbutt me, um, and I didn't move out of the way in time.
1: <laughs> the way you expected, like how quick I was going to go for it, and oh, I just. I remember just feeling the con- like the connection, oh, <laughs> just seeing you like walk by, like oh, <laughs>
0: just the we just started, playing.
1: and mainly I just broke.
0: I was going to say, what <laughs> happened? Because, like, I obviously, I left to go and clean myself up. But, like, yes. what what was that room like while I wasn't in there? Like, and it's just... Oh, weird.
1: so when you, like, left, it was dead silent. I mean, Leah just kind of looked at each other and just, just couldn't stop laughing. We just couldn't stop.
0: And I was like, I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> she oh, just no, couldn't we, speak. She couldn't We, we, we all knew that you, it was my fault more than anything else. I didn't move in time. And I was never pissed off about it. It's more just, like, a funny story, isn't it?
1: I just, I'll, after, I think I kind of traumatised you, but because you, every time we go to that bit, you were like, oh,
0: no. <laughs> I was like yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> but you're also leaving something out because you kind of got your revenge. Because obviously, the way we done it in Macbeth, uh, there was a cube of like holes. Oh, yeah. For a part of that fight scene, Ingram had to throw me into it and I had to like hit off it. That was fine. That went very well. So I um, had to like slide down it. And through that, Ingram had to grab me and choke me out on it, but not properly choke me out on it. Why right. there was one time England just thought, ah, this is gonna look so good. I just went for it. I <laughs> my wind bite we just crushed.
0: Did you die?
1: No, I didn't die. Did it look good? I survived. It did look good. Yeah. So shut the fuck yes. up.
0: You nearly broke my nose. <laughs> but moving on, I want to talk about something, possibly one of the coolest moments of college that we were all that me and you especially were involved in, and that's devised. Oh yes. So we were in a group and I remember our first thing. So you had to come up and you had to devise 20 minutes of theatre with everyone um, in like in your little groups. And I remember our first, do you remember what our first like sort of theme was that we were going to do it on?
1: I remember, what was it? Being an old man.
0: No, that wasn't the first one. So the first idea was that not was the first one? to turn social media off for a day. Oh, so it was. And I remember we were trying to devise this movement piece where we were all apps. And <laughs> I had <laughs> See, looking back on that. that it's so cringe, man. It is. Um and like thinking about it, I I always had an eye for movement and could make it look slick and things. I can't do it, but I can choreograph it. <laughs> um and I remember at one point I was like, Connor, sit down, Lauren, do a handstand over his legs. Because <laughs> Lauren ah, was so small, no, we could rubbish. just pick her up and like throw her about. Like, I spent the majority of college with Lauren in the air. Did you not drop her, but <laughs> I'd never dropped her once, cunt. Yeah, no. And we mastered the dirty dancing lift.
1: You did, you did. Um, to be fair. I'll, I'll but yeah,
0: that. so we were going to do um a 20 minute piece on what it would be like if social media was shut down for the day, and we were going to do this movement piece about um as all being apps which i'm so fucking glad we didn't yeah so when we did change it and for everyone that wants to see it there is a very low quality video on my youtube channel which will be in the links below and you can go and watch it and if you do watch it we do ask um if you can afford to i know times are tough that you make a donation to alzheimer's uk Um, we've raised a little bit of money it's not a lot but obviously everything goes towards helping people and that's what we ended up doing we have uh, ended up talking and performing about dementia and how it affects all of the different people who are affected by it and not just the person who has dementia because i think if i'm right in recalling all five of us had a connection to it
1: yes well, because it wasn't just like phrases the well it was like Facts, like educating people as well. It wasn't just like letting people know how big a deal this is.
0: Like how much money is funneled into it and how much money they actually receive and all things like that. It was a really actually it's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. And I think it was at a really high quality. And should we talk about the really the fun facts about that? We won an award.
1: Of course we did. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah.
0: No, what happened was we lost the college. Like the awards within college, we lost that. Yeah. Um, but then the regional college board of Glasgow actually gave us—I think it was something like highly commended piece of theatre for. Yeah, um,
1: it was something along those lines.
0: Something about equality, something like that. Mm. Um. But yeah, so when lockdown and all that shit's over, we're gonna get a rehearsal room one day and we're gonna we're gonna refilm it and we're gonna do it properly. I'm for that. The anyway. video that I currently have is taken on somebody's knee, and then halfway through <laughs> one of the movement pieces, it just goes. And like, we see the floor for half of it. A wee bit, just a wee bit. So yeah, like, what was devised like for you? How did you sort of go through the whole experience? I'm very aware I talk a lot.
1: So I'm quite easily like led. I'll let people say their piece. <coughs> I'll give it when I go. But I don't know, I think I was going through like a really tough time at that point. Like, just like talking about dementia. My grandma at that point was just getting worse and worse with it. It was just pure kind of eating me up and then as we got further into it i felt a lot more comfortable with it because my mum was like really happy with it she was like this is good for you this is you getting to talk about it you letting people know you expressing your feelings because obviously she was going through a really tough time as well so she was really happy about that um but yeah i really enjoyed the whole process i thought we handled it really well
0: There were times that we came together and butted heads 110%. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. It happened a lot more in our group because we also we all felt like it was our story in a sense. Yeah. So we all wanted that significant amount of sort of control because I think everybody we all had such a connection to like dementia and things. Um Mm -hmm. but yeah, like it got really good feedback and like it was. It was such a like heartwarming sort of moment because it's the first time that we'd sort of done something that wasn't for us. Uh-uh. So this, this process wasn't like, oh, we're just going to get up and perform a play and then people are going to tell us we were great. Even though did people did tell us we were great and things, it was more of a let's actually like tell a story. And it was more like, you know, when you go into sort of like more professional sort of acting and you get like issue led storylines and things. It was sort of like mm-hmm. a taste of that, like really early on, and I'm so proud of it.
1: I don't, I because people personally I feel like I'm more suited to like comedy acting.
0: Haven't you got to be funny to do things like that?
1: Thanks, man. That's really, <laughs> really cool. Mr. because <laughs> <laughs> during college, I think I managed to make people cry twice. Once in Grandfather's
0: with the dead bird,
1: Hector dying, and then that one, the mean Kelsey dancing at the end of that. People looked into the audience, everybody just greeting. I was like, yes feel the emotions
0: but yeah moving on we graduated from Kelvin College with like the highest honors like we are the number one students well I'm number one you're number two um (laughs) um, and we ended up going to the same uni so I went to two different unis and you went to one but one of the ones that I was at the most you were there and we were doing two different courses um and one of my favourite times of the week, because obviously, if you can't tell by the title of this podcast, I had a shite time at uni. And one of my favourite times of the week was when our breaks overlapped by like 10 minutes and we got to yeah. we have a fag like old times. I know, because like, obviously like
1: I lived with Keenan at that point. And then because I was just through in Edinburgh so much, didn't really see a lot of people. So it was really nice to see you and Jack Yeah, every like, so often to get a bit of like sense of normality again
0: yeah especially because i just wanted to like end my own life like if we're being serious i was in a bad place for those five months
1: oh no i remember like every week you'd be like i hate this i hate this
0: oh like we're not gonna get into it one day i will sit down and i'll just talk about everything that ever happened like in college in uni but it was just a shit time like i wasn't a fan wasn't a fan oh yeah
1: i'll I'll bite that up and like it's been so different from college
0: the what i said earlier dropping out of uni best decision i ever made and well, i now
1: wonders for you to
0: be fair it has i now have a popular podcast <laughs> and also i'm like further in the rcs audition process than i've ever gotten before so like maybe i just needed to learn some lessons at uni but one of my favorite stories of like all time <laughs> involves you um hmm. And it was from back before we started uni, but you were in halls. And I was on the phone to you. I remember being in Asda at the time and I was talking to you about inductions and stuff. um, And you were like, I don't even know where mine is. And I actually had to go on the website and find out when your induction was. And hadn't you missed like two days of it or something?
1: I'd already already missed two days. So I missed like the the day where it was just like showing you around the uni. And then there was another day where it was telling you about I was like, the rep to reference stuff for essays. Yeah. And I didn't realise that was a thing. So I remember turning up, because I knew like one girl before, like we we'd matched on Tinder. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're going to be in the same course. That's crazy. So <laughs> I turned up and I saw her. I was like, oh, all yeah, right, how you doing? And then um, she was like, where, the, where have you been? What the fuck? You missed like two days. And I was like, oops, sorry. So and it was just, it was kind of, it pushed stuff into perspective about like.
0: It was Ingram saving your ass yet again
1: yes yeah because like i don't know i just everyone was so different from people in college like it was a lot i know we were cliquey but this was like a different level of cliquey yeah so it's it's, it's stressful very stressful and we were performing outside because we were doing like theater around the round outdoors sort of stuff and that uni's on top of a hill yep and it's so
0: cold so that was
1: brutal We had
0: to go and skip for like a movement thing. And we had actual skipping ropes in like the main part or across from like the main entrance. And then you've got like the student union bar. We were skipping. That is like, there's some weird shit that they make you do in like acting school and things, which leads me to my next question. What did you enjoy the most? A. Walking around the room, keeping an equal distance from each other. B pretending to be a kitchen appliance for 45 minutes or C reading children's books for three weeks
1: oh I'm gonna go with the kitchen utensil so I thought that was a funny exercise
0: were you not a washing machine or something
1: Either a washing machine or a blender something like that I remember afterwards I felt pure Ill. I was like oh I'm myself so dizzy
0: So we're coming to the end now and I always like to play a game with everyone that comes on the podcast and it's called stage right or stage shite and I am going to read you out three crazy theater stories that are submitted by listeners two of them are the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and then Heather the producer of this podcast she makes up one and for everybody it's not a video podcast but that answer is in Sealed envelope, so I don't know either. So we can play along together. So it's our job to find out which one is the lie. Okay, I'm ready. This first one, when I read it, it sort of reminded me of something that may have happened to you. It didn't happen, but it really could have. Okay. In, in number one, in my last year. We were doing improv in pairs and one of the pairs was a real couple and their scene was a breakup scene. Turns out the girl wasn't improvising, she was really breaking up with him, which she announced to everyone at the end of the scene. I could totally imagine that happening. To you.
1: Oh, that definitely is something that happened to me is that that's my luck. But that is brutal. That's, can you imagine Agile beating that guy, but
0: oh you'd kill oh. yourself. You'd act you drop out of uni. You'd drop out oh, yeah. uh, number two, which I think may be my favourite stage writer, stage site story ever right? And I've, I've seen a lot of this shit. I used to be an actor. And one day I got a ticket to the Spy Kids 3 premiere in Auckland. And I got very excited because it was going to be my first ever premiere. So I got dressed up in a tuxedo and went down to the cinema. However, it was not the premiere. It was just a complimentary ticket to see the film while it was premiering in cinemas, which is still pretty cool. But that's the story of how I watched Spy Kids 3 in the cinema with a bunch of kids whilst wearing a full tuxedo. I, I i'd like to see if oh that's, God, not I true. Hope that's true <laughs> if it's not true i'm going to cry like that is my favorite story ever
1: <laughs> that was a 3d film as well she's gonna have 3d glasses on it yeah. yes yes i'm prepared
0: number three i was graduating from a very well-known drama school in the uk and i had managed to finance my life with sugar daddies, one of my sugar daddies came to my final show and gifted me a £4,500 Cartier bracelet. If that's true, I... can somebody please send him my details?
1: <laughs> that's, oh my, oh.
0: So They're I don't so know, I hope two is real. Like, I'm going to be disappointed if that's not real.
1: I, I, I think the last one's fake. I mean, that's
0: the wrong one. I don't I mean, know. Would you would shite. you dump somebody in the middle of an improv? That There's definitely off.
1: somebody that twisted out there. Is like, I'm gonna make it a spectacle for all to see. Hundred yeah. percent
0: could definitely would have seen that happening to you. <laughs> hey, come on now. No, listen. I I think that one's bullshit. I don't think like whereas I I I, I know people that have got sugar daddies that get stupid shit.
1: Oh yeah, same. But four thousand five hundred quid in a car race. But
0: they're at a well-known drama school in the UK, so they're either at the RCS or they're in one in London. So if they're in the one in London, like if there's a sugar daddy, four and a half grand probably isn't that much if they're in central London. Mm,
1: I guess,
0: yeah. I think that one's. I think number one shit. I think I don't think somebody broke up with somebody while in Provin. For
1: their sake, I hope not. But I, I just. I'm believing that one. I'm saying the last one's Right, shit. so you're
0: saying the last one. I'm going to open the envelope and we'll find out. Number three, you were right. Yes! come on! I always oh. sort of get these wrong, but I'm so fucking glad that the Spy Kids one is true.
1: Yeah. That's so I'd made like, my I'd, sh- I'd like to give a shout out to the person who got dumped
0: yes uh, i
1: i feel for you man
0: yes um yeah th- sorry for not believing the story um but, <laughs> um yeah i feel for you like I, actually if the person who actually hears this who that is about hears this either the dumper or the dumpy please email because i want to talk to you like i, I want to get you on the <laughs> so if that happened to you and that's your story like it, you got broken up with in the middle of an improv scene, please email uh, at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com and we're going to get you on the podcast because obviously you're an actor and we can do a full episode and we can talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. I never get them right, though. I always get them wrong. How many
1: episodes have you done? You should be like a pro at
0: this. But yeah, we're at the end now. Um, where can everyone find you on social media?
1: Uh I mean got my Instagram, Connor D ninety eight, Connor with one N, but the correct spelling of the bloody name. <laughs> uh
0: same it, on Twitter. It, um but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Connor. It's actually like uh, genuinely like we've seen each other a few times over the course of the year because I've been travelling for work and shit and you work in I'm not going to mention the shop, just for privacy reasons. Um, Connor works in a shop quite, <laughs> n- quite near Glasgow, Queen Street, just in case you get massively famous and people come looking for you. Um, yeah, so I've seen you a few times because obviously we've got, once you've been on a train for five hours coming back from London, you got to pop into the yeah. shop to get a packet of cigarettes. Um, I went in there actually not long ago and she ID'd me. I was like, well, fucking a little bit. Did you have money. ID? No, I didn't. I just went into the newsagents yeah. next door. I have it. Yes, but thank you so much for coming on. It's obviously, like, it's been a difficult year and it's always fun to catch up with my friends and we've got a good episode of the podcast.
1: Well, oh, thank you very much for having me on. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself.
0: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that I, I managed to thrill you in 2021. <laughs> And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout completed, episode 26, In the Bag with Connor. One of my favourite episodes, I genuinely, I love Connor to death, and he's one of my favourite people in the entire world. And thank you so much to all of you guys for listening in at home, genuinely. Like I continue to say, this podcast has been a massive light in the dark during this whole pandemic and a bit of fun and exciting news as you're listening to this i am getting my first dose of the vaccine today so i'm one step closer we're all one step closer to getting back a bit of normality in our life and doing all of the things that we love like going to see sports and (laughs) i just said that i want to go and see sports (laughs) Yeah, getting back to doing all of the things we love like going to the theatre and seeing live music and if you do like sports going and doing that and I for one personally cannot wait to get back into the theatre and I'm so excited that as I announced sort of very informally in this podcast that my player that I co-wrote with this podcast producer Heather Spiden is going to be in Webster's in Glasgow in April 2022 and we're doing a cast announcement this month so make sure to check all of that out and I genuinely just cannot wait. Uh, so yes, this has been episode 26. Um, make sure to follow Connor on all of his social medias, which are in the description. The show notes, as I'm now going to call them, because that's a bit more professional. So yeah, all of his social medias are in the show notes below, as well as you can check out This Restless Life on YouTube. If you're feeling extra generous after you've already followed Connor and everything, please scroll down and give us a little rating and a review. It genuinely means the world, and it helps the podcast. It boosts my ego, and it keeps us being a global phenomenon because we're still charting in Britain, France and New Zealand, which is still mental. Still can't get my head around that. I'm playing with stuff on my desk. It's really, really professional here. And remember, if you've got any stories for stage right or stage shite right that you would like to share, please email us at pod at gmail.com and maybe your story will get in the podcast but thank you so much guys for listening in at home it genuinely means the world and i will see you again next tuesday where i will be talking to the chats with the favorite shameless copper from the hit tv show which is one of my favorite tv shows ever shameless i will be talking to the one the one and only i oh, fucked that up didn't i i'll be talking to the one and only warren donnelly thank you so much guys and i will see you or you will hear me again next week <music>
1: Drama school
0: drop No graduation day for you. Drama school drop out. your whole course, now try something new. Drama school drop